I, I did, actually, I did. I said, you know, I don't think I'm good enough to be able to do this. I didn't think that there's any way that any my message would have any impact or anything in at all that would be of help to anyone. Um, it was just a lot of encouragement from her. I had to dig deep for myself. And that's where, and this is where he ended up. And it seemed like it all just magically happened. It just was like everything just fell into place. And, and here we are now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Living the Next Chapter. I have a guest with me today, and this guest is part of this amazing book that's coming out, Mission Hope. Uh, Shard is pulling together amazing authors from around the world. I've been in Finland. I've been here in Canada, the U.S. It's talking to great authors, all contributing to this book that Shard Murphy's pulling together, again, called Mission Hope. And uh, today, Karen Ortega, the Ortega is with me today, and we're going to be talking about her chapter in this book, this compilation of, of authors, and talking a little bit about her backstory and her chapter in specific and, and what this means to you as a reader and to Karen as the author here, part of the book. So, Karen, welcome to Living the Next Chapter. Great to have you here. How are you today? Well, thank you. I'm, I'm quite happy to be here. And I'm doing great. Doing good. Great. And we talked before <laughs> we hit record that this is your first podcast recording it is. is this true yes okay it is. so everyone everyone's going to do the clap here in the background welcome to podcast um it's so happy to have you well thank you i'm glad to be do here you, do you listen to podcasts i do awesome yeah. do you have a podcast suggestion is there one that you like well i listen to a lot of tarot card podcasts usually okay <laughs> so awesome trying to learn that a little bit more so mm-hmm that's awesome. I love podcasting because there's so many things you can learn and, oh, yeah. and connect to and right. It's just it's fun. And you can just have them in your earbuds. You can listen whenever you want. So thank you for being part of my podcast. It's great to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. Next chapter. Yeah. Awesome. So okay, first of all, let's start with this. Where are you in this great world of ours? Okay, so I live just outside of Pensacola, Florida, right by the ocean, pretty close. I mean, I have um I live in a little apartment. I raised three grandchildren. Um, I had three kids pretty young and um, I, I love it down here. The weather is, is perfect, but I'm actually a Midwestern girl. I was born and raised in Missouri. Nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I have never been to Florida. I've been to Phoenix, Arizona. That's as furthest I've gone south. And that was hot. Yeah. Oh, key smokes. That was hot. Oh, it can get hot here. But the ocean, you know, is about an hour from me. So we go there quite a bit. And, you know, I just love the weather down here. It's so much better than the cold and the snow. So I love it here. You couldn't catapult me out of here. And I guess us us Canadians kind of take over once in a while. We come down there and. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yes. See, I've said the Canadian thing already. I'm sorry for, for all of us Canadians coming down. Hopefully we're being in our best behavior. Uh-huh. When we come down to you guys, it, it seems to be. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, we <laughs> seems did. To be good. We can get a little rowdy as Canadians, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, so you are part of Shar Murphy's book, Mission Hope, and mm-hmm. I'm curious how how did tell me about how Shar reached out to you and connected with you about being in this book. Well, it was interesting because I met Shar um, a few years ago doing a, a forgiveness uh, program together. And um, we were we were working through that, and and we became pretty good friends pretty quick. But then um, we stayed maintain contact for the last few years. And one day I was having a moment with uh, 
an ex-boyfriend and I was really upset and there was some abuse going on and I had reached out to her and told her that I didn't know what to do and I was really upset and everything. And she said, Karen, she said, I'm doing this book. She said, I was just trying to figure out who I could get to do this book with me. And she said, I think it's your time. And I said, okay, I'll do it. So that's how, that's how that came to be. Wow. Now, when Shar asked you that, did you have anything in, in your mind that said, okay, so who am I to write this book? There might be a hundred other people who could write this book. Why, why, why me? Did you have a feeling like that at all? I did. Actually, I did. I said, you know, I don't think I'm good enough to be able to do this. I didn't think that there's any way that any my message would have any impact or anything in at all that would be of help to anyone. Um, it was just a lot of encouragement from her. I had to dig deep for myself. And that's where and this is where he ended up. And it seemed like it all just magically happened. It just was like everything just fell into place. And and here we are now. It's amazing how much all of us tend to have this imposter syndrome of who am I? Uh, you know, there's so many other people who can do what I do. But the one thing I know, Karen, is that no one has the story that we each have. My story cannot be right. duplicated by anyone. You've never lived my life or seen or done what I've done. Same with you, Karen. Like no one can ever, ever be another Karen. There's only you. And the story you have right. can help people that had you not shared your story through this book, for example, um, there's some people that would never receive the help that they would have by listening to you or reading your words. So thank you, first of all, for agreeing to be a part of participating in this book and helping Char, you know, be a contributor. But also I'm really happy in to be the a part future of it. for those listening and those who yeah. have read the book. Thank you, Karen, for sharing your your world with the world so that people can learn and 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 see the world through your eyes. I think that's amazing. Oh, that that sounds really good the way you say it too. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do hope I know someone yeah. out there. Yeah. I really do. So can you give me a, a big idea about your chapter? Who who are you trying to help by by penning these words and contributing to this book? Well, for me, I feel like that I'm living an ordinary life to some degree. I don't have special. Um, I, I've always lived in poverty. So for me, I, I went from living, a, I lived a, a beautiful, magical life on a farm of my childhood, best childhood memory. However, that was kind of mixed in with that. I had a brother who um, just for some reason, sibling abuse that went on just physical. And um, it took me out of like places I could find um, peace was in the farm. I might go out to the barn or go away from that um, kind of dominance of him. But then I, as I got older, I really didn't know what to do with myself. I just, everything seemed, um, I always felt like I had a dark cloud hanging over him. And that wasn't really, I ran from one thing to the other thinking that, that if I get out of this, I'll be better over here. So I married a guy that was 10 years older than me, abuser. Um, he was an abuser every way that you could think of. And for 10 years, I was with him or 11 years, I was with him and we divorced. And I went on to basically at one point I packed a Jeep. I, I got to a point where I just didn't want to be in the space anymore of how I was feeling like it just wouldn't leave me. This dark feeling just wouldn't leave me. 
And I did get remarried at one point and stayed married together. And it was a lovely marriage. It was great. There was nothing wrong, but something was kind of missing. So I ended up leaving that after 18 years. And I packed my Jeep with everything I knew I'd need, went to Florida with my son, sold everything that I possibly didn't need and moved to Florida. I just needed a fresh start, a new, a new way, a new beginning. And so I came down here and I've been here for 10 years. And it was we were homeless for just a little period of time living in campgrounds. And it was it was scary because I was alone and I'd always been married. And it was really a scary time for me to be alone and not have that man next to me. So though I did meet someone down here and um, he'd never really treated me really well. And it just something never felt quite right about it. But I stayed in it for 10 years. And it has really this last relationship. And, th- and this is what I have in the book is just it was just the abusive relationship in the beginning from early on all the way till now. And I'm 55. And it's somebody I jumped right back into another relationship that was much like the first marriage. And it was both, they were both abusive in some way or another. And it was like this one though, I don't know why, but this one just broke me wide open. And there I started searching for why, 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 why do I have to keep going? I'm 55. I finally want to be settled and at peace. And I said, why, why? And it was the breaking apart and coming back together and breaking apart and coming back together. And then I had reactive abuse towards him because of the things he would say to me. And, you know, it was really just not a good situation. So I ended up um, after so many times of breaking up and coming back together, I ended up leaving and moving out. Ended up going, happened to go into a little apartment and I have found the most peace here. I was doing, I believe what I was doing is I'm, I'm still working on this because it's still, um, it's still really, I'm still in that really painful, stuff. it's really fresh. I was looking for love and I kept looking for it outside of myself. And I was looking for, I felt uh, he kept abandoning me is what I kept feeling like he was doing. He wasn't choosing me every time loving myself I was looking for someone else to love me because I didn't have I feel like some of the love I should I, I didn't get when I was little because I had the brother that should have been protecting me and was sort of just he he just didn't there was just so much that was missing inside of me and I ended up realizing that I needed to choose myself so and it was such a magic thing too because I said I was gonna having the rug pulled out from under me okay I gotta go and I I called the, the only thing I could do was call uh, the um, low income projects to get in. And it had closed the program for five years, but she told me they had reopened it on Monday and to put my application in. The certain books that were coming towards me that I needed to heal from. And it's really just multiple things between Char and um, and, and YouTube and books that I read. And I started to understand what was going on with me and what was why it was just a back and forth. I didn't want to leave. I was scared of him. But at the same time, when I go back, we would get along for a period of time and then all of a sudden things would fall apart. And and it just, it was really a, it was really eye-opening, I guess I could say. It was just really eye-opening to, to understand that I no longer had to be in this place of crying and, and throwing tantrums or if, for lack of a better word, I guess, throwing down because I wasn't getting what I needed from him. And I wasn't getting um, the love that I was searching from him. And I didn't realize until just recently that 
you know, I was like, Karen, why are you crying? Why are you upset? Why are you throwing down? Because if, if he, if he can't give you these things, you have to give them to yourself. You have to go out and you have to do what you need to do for yourself. And if that is cutting him loose, if that is letting go of the past, if that is just being who you are and authentically, that's what I had to do. And that's what I started to do when I moved in here. I've been here over just over a year. And I cannot tell you how much it has changed my perspective on not only my life from childhood, but all the way up to this last relationship that is like, you know, when you're in love with somebody, but they're not loving you the same way back, you have to stop that and stand back and go, okay, there's something missing here and I need to do something different. And so I walked away and um, I, I, I'm happy that I did. I'm, I still am some, there is some sadness still because we were together for 10 years, but in the end, when I check off all the red flags and all the things that were, there were some things that were good, but there were a lot of red flags. And so I had checked those things off and I had to really tell myself that, you know, this is not healthy for you. And my family, I, they got a lot of phone calls from me crying and whatever. So I, I feel like that it was, I think they have, I have seen, they have, and I have seen myself uh, make this major push towards feeling like that it took my stubborn personality and other people telling me that you need to get out. This is not working, you know, and it took a lot for me to push myself to move past being wanting to still be in that relationship, even though it wasn't healthy. It's just like it was something that I was used to, you know, I'm just used to being that abuse. So I was used to being in abusive relationships and I don't really know what else, what it would look like to not be in that. What does a loving relationship really look like? It definitely isn't what I, what I've experienced. It's, I mean, my 18 year marriage was pretty loving, but it's still, there's just so much within me that just needed to be un, unpeeled and looked at and said, okay, what are you missing that is causing you to pick up people that aren't going to choose you or aren't going to love you in the same way who aren't uh, transparent and authentic. And so this is where that came to be here. And I came to be where I am just, I feel like I'm just blossoming right now and just opening up and just, and it's still a process. I'm still doing it. And it's still um, a day-to-day thing where some days I have more sadness and other days I feel like I have more freedom and I'm happy. And it's, it's different. It's just, um, it's really a, it's definitely a big journey for anyone to have to go through this. It's a, definitely a journey of, you know, looking at your true self and trying to dig, dig her out. Nice. Are you proud of your chapter? Do you think you captured your thoughts there? I am. I did. I do. I do. I do. I think that it may upset some people, but in, in, in the bigger scheme of things, I had to do what was best for me. I had to be able to forgive family members and I had to forgive myself for staying in relationships too long that were, were toxic. And so this is what helped me do that. And to me, that's the most important thing of all, whether or not it ended up upsetting any family members or anything like that. It's just, it's just, I hope they can forgive me down the road and um, I hope it doesn't cause too much trouble. Yeah. So Karen, when people come to your chapter, what would you like to tell them before they start reading your, your chapter? What's your message to a reader? I would just say to have hope, not give up. Do not give up. I never thought I would be here 
where I am right now. I never thought I was going to amount a whole lot more than just raising kids, raising grandchildren. It's just going to be that uh, kind of a caretaker. And I, I would just, I mean, just don't give up no matter what. This is, um, this is just the truth of how, if you just follow directions that you're getting given, that's what happened to me is just, I followed directions. I was given intuitive directions and people telling me, you know, different things that, that if you follow those directions, it leads you to something bigger. And this is how I got to be where I am nice. now. Um, your message to Shar, I'd like to kind of include that in our episode too. What would you like to say to Shar? She's going to listen to this episode in the future and hear your words and us talk about the book. What would you like to say to Shar? Well, Shar, I'd like to tell her I am so grateful that she allowed me to come in and write the chapter for this book. And I hope that I make her proud with this podcast and anything going forward. I think that this has, I've had a lot of life coaches and people helping me. And I feel like that this is just a catalyst for something bigger down the road. Right. You get to share your voice through, through written word. Yes. And then Finally. also like a podcast is great because then people get to connect with you. I just hope that anybody that is in a, any kind of a situation where they're, they think they don't have enough money to leave or they don't have enough, whatever I'm telling you it's a magical happen. Once you set your mind to doing what you need to do for yourself, things will just open up and happen. And that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I, I told you, I didn't even know how I was going to leave. I had no money. I had no way, no means. And then something told me to call a low income project and that that's what I did. And it was just like, boom. Yeah, we've been closed for five years, but we're reopening on Monday. Just put your application in. Boom. There it was. And two weeks later, I'm approved and I'm moving. I, I, I still to this day think that was amazing that that happened the way that it that is. That's like a, that's a miracle. I would say timing wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It, yeah, it was, it was, it really was. So Karen, um, for people that are listening or are going to read the book and they would love to reach out to you and maybe speak with you or encourage you, ask you a question. Is there any way that people can find you somewhere where they can talk to you and, and share their story and, and collaborate with you? I have an email address. That's all I have. Okay, well, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, okay. we'll put that in the show notes. That'd be great. I just, it'd be nice if somebody listening to your words goes, Karen, I'm in a similar situation and I would, I just would like some advice on what to do and maybe how to find a place to live and just ask yeah. you a question. And, and if you're willing to help, that's, that's excellent. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be, I absolutely would do that. Awesome. Awesome. So before we go, Karen, what is your message to someone listening today? They're in a similar situation as you. You've mentioned so many great things already. But what would you say to them to encourage somebody to make that big choice to take care of themselves in this situation? What would you say to them? Yeah. For yourself. Just do Yeah, do it. Yeah. Just do it for yourself. If nothing else, it saved me so much um, um, heartache and um it just, it really taught me a valuable lesson to just be true to who I am and just not, you can't be concerned about what everybody else thinks. And you just have to have faith that, that whatever's going to happen for you, that's better for you is going to happen because that's exactly what happened to me. And I would have never thought that it would have come at, things would have magically happened the way they did. And I would have never thought it would have yes. happened to me. So 
Thank you, Karen, mm-hmm. again, for being a part of this book. And thank you for sharing your message. It can't be, it's not an easy message to share. And it is, you're being very vulnerable for people that are reading and putting yeah. yourself out there. And I'm so happy that Shara reached out to you and, uh, and made this all happen. Yes. So our message to Shara, obviously, is thank yes. you, Shara, for pulling this book together. Yes. And thank you. Thank you. You know, finding all these great authors to join. And, um, I hope that when people come to your chapter, Karen, that they connect with you as an author and your story helps many people. That's what my hope is. Oh, boy. I, that is my that is the biggest thing that I hope of all. I hope that whatever my message is helps many, many people. Awesome. So, Karen, this was your first episode on a podcast. How do you feel? Hey, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. That's great. <laughs> I'm yeah. so happy to have you on Thank the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Really great. So everyone, please go by Mission Hope. Links in the show notes for anyone listening on your phone or on your computer. You can go directly to the book and purchase the book. And make sure you read Karen's chapter because you're going to find a story of hope and resilience and overcoming and um, taking care of yourself is really important. So please, please make sure you read Karen's chapter. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Karen, for being part of the podcast. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Bye, everybody. Hey, thanks for being here for the podcast. Mission Hope, Thriving Through Seasons of the Soul, came out March 24th, 2023. 18 amazing authors, all corralled by the amazing Char Murphy. If you need some inspiration in your life, please go to the show notes, follow the links, go purchase the book, gift it to someone, buy copies and leave it in your waiting rooms of businesses or a dentist office. Just go out and buy the book and support these great authors, many first-time authors, first-time podcast guests, a lot of firsts happening here. Shara Murphy, thank you. Dominic Damaski, publisher as well from Motivation Champs. Thank you so much for bringing together these amazing people and, and to have these authors on these on a podcast here to talk about their chapters is so great. So encouraging you, go out, check out Mission Hope, Thriving Through Seasons of the Soul. Get your copy today. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Catch you on the next one.